testifying all day long, and I showed him that he was going to be dealing with some tired people, and I told him that the choir's up at Cachata, and the young people's over there, but he said he's been a pastor for many years, and he understands all things. But I also told him the people that's in here know how to have church, and we've come to hear the Word of God preached. He's a man of God. He's taken a church there in a city, California, that's just booming. The church is booming, a man of strong convictions, and I thank God for him, and he's going to minister the word. Would you stand and help me welcome to our pulpit for the first time with Yvonne Martin as he comes to minister the word. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. Praise God. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Praise God. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord together. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's lift our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah to God in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give him another hand clap tonight. We're doing it for Jesus. We're doing it for Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's open our Bibles tonight to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 28. Just a portion of verse 28. You'll find in that verse the Apostle Paul said, That which cometh upon me daily. That which cometh upon me daily. The old country philosopher said, the thing about life is, it's so daily. It's so daily. You may be seated. Praise God. We're happy to be here tonight in Alexandria. It's good to be here with Brother and Sister G.A. Mangum and Brother and Sister Anthony Mangum. And I want to tell you something about these four and this church that I appreciate and that has been an inspiration to me. And that is your desire for the apostolic doctrine. Acts 238 and the oneness of God. Praise God. And your desire to reach the world. If you haven't got those two things, the apostolic doctrine and the desire to reach the world, you're going to be lost somewhere along the way. But... It, these four have been an inspiration to me for many years concerning the apostolic doctrine and a desire to reach the world. Now, Brother Anthony Mangum told me tonight that you folks uh, have had a great Easter outreach and so forth. And I understand that because that's why that I didn't come out here till today because I had to stay home and clean up the mess that we had so I could come out here to this mess. I'm not talking about this mess, but... Now, praise God. And uh, it's good to be here. I've, I've got folks here that I haven't even met yet. And uh, in fact, I come straight from the airport to here. But I'm not tired. I'm not weary. I feel good. Praise God. Glory. I, I come out here to take home with me a, a new daughter-in-law. We're going to make a Californian out of her. Praise God. 
But, you know, when I got off the plane today, I was, I, I was surprised, especially when I got over here. There was Farah. I didn't know that Mark was coming here to marry Farah. I thought it was that other girl. No. <laughs> no. I'm just teasing. I repent. Praise God. You know, I thought about this service tonight, and I want to tell you what I'm not going to preach. Uh, first, I want to say, I want everybody to just relax here tonight. This ain't going to be no uptight service. Now, I, I know how it is after everybody's been uptight. Go, 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 because we've been doing the same thing. You don't have to get uptight tonight. You can just sit there. Just don't go to sleep. But, but I'm going to tell you, you can relax tonight. This is Wednesday night Bible study, and that's what we're going to have. Now, I'm not going to preach about judgment. I'm not going to preach about mercy. I'm not going to preach about holiness. I'm not going to preach about the oneness of God. I'm not going to preach Acts 2.38. Not much left to preach, is it? <laughs> but i tell you what I am going to preach tonight. I'm going to preach about life. Just life. Just life. Because life is something that, that we live in every day. Every day. And as you pass through life, every once in a while you've got to have a drink of water. And I'm making myself at home here. I feel at home. I really do. Feel relaxed. Feel good. Hallelujah. But the Apostle Paul said, he said, that which cometh up on me daily, daily, daily. And like I've already said, the old country philosopher said, the thing about life is it's so daily. It's so daily. I read a story many years ago, and it was about a man that walked from San Francisco to New York. Now, I want to tell you something. It's a long way from San Francisco to California to New York, especially if you're you're walking. And when he got through after, I forget how long it took him, but it took a long time. After he got through, they questioned him and they wanted to know, they wanted to know, uh, did he almost quit? He said, oh yeah, there was times when I almost quit. He said, uh, they asked him some questions, said, well, was it the hot summer suns? He said, no. Was it the cold winter winds? No. Was it the mountain range you had to go across? No. Was it the rivers you had to forge? No. Was it the cities you had to go through? No. Well, what, well man, what was it? He said, I'm going to tell you. He said, the thing that all most defeated me, he said, was the sand in my shoes. He said, he said, I'm telling you the truth. He said, there was times that, that I got sand in my shoes. And he said, it just almost defeated me. And he said, in fact, it was a daily thing. It was a daily thing. And you know, like the sand in the traveler's shoes, it's often the day-to-day -day problems that almost defeat us. You know, in California we say, it's this, it's this everyday grind that almost gets me down. And so that's what I'm going to be dealing with tonight. Now, that's not my subject. I'm not going to ask my subject till later, but, but I want to talk about this everyday grind. I want to talk about, you know, the sand uh, in our uh, shoes. The Apostle Paul, he said, that which cometh upon me daily 
that which cometh upon me daily. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 17 says, A friend loveth at all times. And said, A brother is born for adversity. Now that word adversity means tightness. We were born for tightness. It means trouble. We were born for trouble. Man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. It also means affliction. It means tribulation. It means distress. A brother is born for distress, for trouble, for affliction, for tightness, whatever, whatever. Let me tell you, there's, there's some things that's here to stay. And uh, there's some of you folks in your mind, in your mind, you've been thinking, when, when I get my house paid off, if you ever do, or if I ever get this car paid for, no, let me tell you something. When you get that house paid for, there's going to be a leak in the roof. There's some things that's here to stay. Now, I'm not being negative. That's just life. That's the way it is. And, and the quicker that we come to the realization that there's some things here to stay, and, and we accept these things. Now, there's some things in life we don't have to accept. But life, if you're going to live in this life, you've got to accept life. Here life is. But the bills are here to stay. There's always going to be a house payment or an electric bill, a water bill, or a garbage bill. I guess y'all have those things out here. You know. And I'm going to tell you something about California. Don't ever come to California. There's 30 million people out there. We've got all we can stand. Well, you've got 30 million people. There's, there's 30 million spirits. We don't need no more. We need one more Louisiana. That's all we need. Just one more. Just fair delight. That's all. Just one more and we're going to close the gate. Just one more. But that's all. But, but in California, it's hurry, hurry, hurry up, get there, and hurry up, get back. You know, and, and there's bills to be paid. Let me tell you something. If you lose out with God, it's not going to be. Now, hear me out. Now, I'm going to, I'll say a lot of things here tonight, but it'll all come together in the end. Uh, if you lose out with God, it ain't because you went down to the beer joint and said, give me a beer. No, it don't start there on the bar stool. It starts someplace else. And that's what I'm going to talk about. It starts someplace else. It's not because you're going to go out and commit adultery. You say, but that's what they done. But that wasn't the beginning of it. We won't talk about the beginning. There's a lot of things that we, we could name. But let me tell you, it doesn't start at the beer joint. It doesn't start with the adultery. It starts with the everyday grind. It starts with, I can't take this anymore. It starts with looking in the mirror and saying, Hey, hey, something's got to happen in my life. And I'm going to tell you, something can happen in your life tonight. You can get a revelation about life tonight that can change your attitude toward life and living and the future. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap here tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to talk about that which cometh upon me daily. Now, you know, the uh, uh, Apostle Paul, he was not a superman. In uh, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8, the Apostle Paul said, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia. You see, the great Apostle Paul, he had trouble too. 
He really did. He was not a superman. Now, some of you folks, you look at, you look at the elder here, and I, I appreciate the elder. Let me tell you something about the elder. He is not a superman. He is a man just like you are. He's had troubles in life just like you had. In fact, some of you have been in trouble. I mean, uh, no. <laughs> That's just life. He said, for we would not, brethren, have you to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of Asia. Hey, there's times in life when we feel pressed. That's right. You can't run and hide from life. He said we were pressed out of major. He said above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. This is the great apostle that I'm talking about here. And then in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 8, he said we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. He said we're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I'm, I'm talking about the great apostle Paul. So there, it, there's some things that, that, that uh, well, they're here to stay. There's always, you know, about the time everything's going right, something's going to rip. Something's going to come unraveled. That's right. Something's going to break in on your peace. Thank God for prayer. Thank God for the church. Oh, you know what? It feels so good to be in church on a Wednesday night. Sitting here in the presence of God, enjoying the blessing. Oh, you folks ought to thank God that you've got this Wednesday night service to come to. Hallelujah. Praise that which cometh up on me daily. Daily, 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 daily. Praise God. Now, many years ago, this has been many years ago, I was really going through a hard time in my life. Now, I will tell you something. That wasn't the last time, but I remember this time, see. Everybody goes through a hard time in life. If I was the only person here that ever went through it, I wouldn't be talking about it. It don't bother me to talk about it, because everybody goes through it. One way or another, everybody's going to walk through the fire. Right, everybody. And so, but I was really, really going through it. I mean, I was, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, I want you to get this. I was really, everybody say really. I was really, you understand, really discouraged. Not in God. No. But life had crashed in on me. Life caved in on me. I mean, the devil was barking at my heels. You said, but you, you, you shouldn't talk like that. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to come on positive here in a little bit. There is victory in Jesus Christ. Praise God. And so it was that, uh, that I went to preach a revival for Brother uh, I.H. Terry. Now, some of you may know him. Now, Brother Terry is quite a character. Oh, he's a character. He built a great church in Bakersfield, California. Turned out many, many preachers. Strong in the apostolic doctrine. Built a solid, sound, good church. When you, if he come walking in here right now and you look at him, you'd wonder, how in the world did he ever do it? Well, I could explain that, but I haven't got time. But anyway... I was there preaching him revival. Now, you remember, I was a young man, and I, I was really going through it. And so we got through eating breakfast, and now, Brother Terry, he's, he's tall, he's big, and he's bald-headed. And he said, Brother Morton, he talks just about like that. He said, Brother Morton, he said, come on up and go with me. Now, I'm going to tell you, 
the, the old prophet knew what I needed. But I wish he'd have warned me ahead of time. So I went with him and I, we walked out. Now, this was years ago. We walked out and walked up the street a little ways and there was a telephone pole there. And he walked over that telephone pole and he touched it and he said, All right, brother, more tag in. I said, What? He said, I said, tag in. And so I sort of looked around, you know, and went over and tagged in. He said, Now you know what we're going to do? Now, this is before they ever started jogging. He said, we're going to go for a little jog. And here, brother, big old brother carrying little old me, going down, I felt so stupid. But I won't say, he, he knew what he was doing. Don't leave me yet. I ain't got the end of the story. I'm talking about life being daily. And uh, so there was another day that, uh, oh, it was in the wintertime, and it was cold, and and it was dreary, and all I wanted to do was just stay at the church and, and pray, but he wouldn't let me. He said, you get up and come on with me. You're going to go to the dump with me. Go where, Brother Terry? Go to the dump. I was in the dump. I didn't want to go to the dump. No. And so we got up, and we'd go to the dump, and he'd dig around at the dump. He said, put that in my pickup. But the... The old prophet, he knew what he was, he was taking me someplace. He kept me there for several weeks. And I, we preached revival. There's another day we was coming back from the dump yard. And we wanted, I remember we was going across this old railroad track and, and he said, uh, he said, uh, have you got a pocket knife? I said, no, brother Terry, I, I don't have a pocket knife. He looked at me and said, well, every man ought to have a pocket knife. And he took me over to, to an old general store, and he took me in there, and he said, Now, you pick you out a pocket knife. So I got a pocket knife here tonight. So Brother Terry said, Every man ought to have a pocket knife. And that, that, that old man in that store whispered me. He said, You know what? He said, That preacher bought, come in here one time and bought 40 pocket knives at one time. Because he believes every man ought to have a pocket knife. You say, what's this got to do with life? Well, you're feeling better, ain't you? <laughs> and I ain't through yet. And so, so, uh, there was another day, there was another day when, when we went out into his backyard. We went out into his backyard and, and, uh, out there in his backyard, there was a fence and there was, uh, some, Roses growing on that fence and some rose buds. And I remember Brother Terry reached over and he cut off, he cut off a rose bud, something like that right there. He cut that rose bud off and he placed it in my hand. He said, Brother Morton, he said, I tell you what I want you to do. He said, I want you to unfold that rose bud. And I said to myself, can do that. And I said, Brother Terry, I can't do that. He said, I said unfold that rosebud, son. So I started and I was, the petals just broke off. My, I started to stop. He said, oh no, you ain't stopping. You're going all the way. And when I got through, I had nothing but just broken pieces in my hand. And Brother Terry said, Brother Morton, let me tell you something. He said, that's the way your life's going to end up. He said, your life's going to end up with nothing but just broken pieces. That's all. He said, you know why? 
because you're going through a hard time right now. He said, in fact, you're trying to force life. You're trying to push life open. You're trying to work it all out like you want it worked out. And he said, when you get to the end of your life, you're going to be a wreck. You ain't going to be no good for anybody. So what that rosebud you got in your hand? It's no good to, but to be thrown away. He said, well, look here. And he reached over and he, he cut off a, a beautiful rose. And he placed it in my hand. And he said, now, Brother Morton, look at that. He said, you know, that's a beautiful rose. He said, I could have come out here and I could have looked on this fence when all them rosebuds were there. And I could have said, I want roses today. And I could have started unfolding them. And he said, I'd have never got a rose. He said, but you know what I've done? He said, I come out here day after day. And he said, he said, you know, it takes a lot to have a rose. He said, it takes hot summer sun, cold winter wind. It takes fertilizing. It takes pruning. Yeah. It takes water. He said, it takes a lot. He said, so I just done it all. And I just come out here day after day. And he said, you know, he said, I watched God unfold that rosebud. Yeah. He said, I watched God unfold that rosebud. A second, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a month at a time. Just like he wanted to unfold it. And he said, you know what, Brother Morton? He said, if you'll just relax. If you'll just relax and let God unfold your life. He said, in the end, it will turn out as beautiful as this rose. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah to God. It is only a tiny rosebud, a flower of God's design. But I cannot unfold the petals with these clumsy hands of mine. The secret of unfolding flowers is not known to such as I. The flower God opened so sweetly would in my hands fade and die. If I cannot unfold a rosebud, this flower of God's design, then how can I think I have wisdom to unfold this life of mine? So I'll trust in Him. I'll trust in Him for His leading each moment of every day. And I'll look to Him for His guidance each step of the pilgrim way, for the pathway that lies before me, my heavenly Father knows I'll trust him to unfold the moment just as he unfolds the road. Let's raise our hands and love the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Let's give God the glory. Let's give God the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So that's my subject tonight. Just let it unfold. Would you say that with me? Just let it unfold. Say it again. 
Say it again. I want to tell you something. If you can get the revelation of what I'm going to talk about in the next little while tonight, I'm going to tell you, light can change for you. Now, I'm not going to give you a super salesman talk here tonight and tell you that it'll be 100%. It'll never be the same. I am telling you, life can be a lot better than it is tonight. We're human beings. There's no perfect situation. No, not till we walk on the street of gold. But I'm telling you, life can be better than what it is. Sometimes we create our own torture chamber. Glory to God. And so, from that moment on, from that moment on, well, let me tell you, really it was a couple of days later when it really dawned on me. I was with him in his, in his old Chevrolet pickup. I remember I had on a black overcoat. It was cold. And we was either going to the dump or coming from the dump. That's right. And I said, I said, but see, brother, you know, I thank God for the elder that took time to work with a young man like me. I was only about 28 years old, but he took time. Elder, I appreciate the time you've taken with young men. And so it was that we was coming. And I said, Brother Terry, I didn't mean to go to the dump with you today. And he looked at me and he said, you ain't got a choice. This is just the way it's unfolding, boy. And when he said that, it really dawned on me. You know what? I might as well just relax. I'm under his command. <laughs> That's right. There's no need getting outside. Just, just relax. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If, if my plane had have been late getting in here tonight, and you know, I, mean, I didn't get in here to, to say 8.30, I just wouldn't have got up tight. I'd have just sent word over here and said, I didn't make it. You know, ain't no need me killing myself because I didn't get hit. I'm going to die soon enough as it is. Now remember, it ain't never going to be perfect. I, I'm telling you, life used to ride me. Oh, let me tell you, Elder, it was like this. Life put a bit in my mouth. And, and, and life put a saddle on my back. And life put... Uh, put boots on and spurs on and life got in the saddle on my back and life put them spurs in my side and life started right i mean life was riding me come on and i was just just where the life wanted me to go oh my mouth was raw from the bit my side was sore from the spurs oh i was saddle sore oh that's right i mean that's the way life but i'm telling you after the the man of god took time with me and he taught me this lesson. There was a day I woke up and I said, Hey, life, you've rode me long enough. I reached up and took the bit out of my mouth and stuffed it in life's mouth. Hallelujah. I jerked the, I jerked the saddle off of my back and put it on life's back. I'm telling you, God didn't put me in this world for life, to ride me to death, to grind me to death, to, to ride me until I backslide, to ride me until I lose out with God. Hallelujah. And I put the boots on. And I put the spurs. I've got spurs hanging in my office at home. I've got boots in my office. I'm telling you what. I'm riding life. What are you doing in Alexandria tonight? I'm riding life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. It's a lot more fun riding than it is being rode. Hey, some of you folks, you need to start riding life. Life's rode you too long. Come on. You need to get a revelation of this. Praise God. Praise God. You say, oh, the job, the job. 
It may not be the job, it may be you. But until God opens another door, say, thank God for the job. Maybe we get a better attitude about that job, things be a lot better. Praise God. Well, you know, I never have liked this job, but I'm going to start thanking God for it. It's bringing in the cornbread. Praise God. Hallelujah. What am I doing in Alexandria, Louisiana tonight? You know, I'm going to tell you the truth. This, this is the way it unfolded. You know, really. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. It just, it just, just, just the way it unfolded. You know, we're not planning our life. The Bible said all things work together for good to them that love God. One translation said it's fitting into a plan. God's got a plan. Praise. And, and right here, right now, I just feel in the perfect will of God. Right here, right now. Hallelujah. Just let it unfold. You, you, you get it? Just let it unfold. Let God unfold it a day, a second. I tell you, life's got a lot sweeter since then. You know, Brother Terry, he's, he's something else. One day, one day I called him. This after I was passing in Fresno. One day I called him and uh, he answered the phone and said, Hello. I said, Brother Terry, this is Brother Morton. I want a word from God right now. He didn't stutter. He didn't miss a lick. He didn't say, Well, let me find it. He just said, Just like this. I said, I need a word from God. He said, the longer you live, the bigger mess you're going to make. <laughs> Just like that. The longer you live. I saw the word from God. <laughs> and then th there was a day that when I was preaching for him, he said, now, Brother Morton, there's three things I want you to work on in life. He said, one is I want you to get you a good pair of shoes. Wear good shoes. He said, number two, get a good car. Number three, get a good bed. He said, because life, life can be so uncomfortable. And he said, you know, a good bed, good shoes, good car. He said, because if you're not in one, you're usually in the other one. Now, don't that make sense? Huh? It really does. So I got me a good pair of shoes, I got me a good car, and I got me a good bed. Praise God. You say, but I ain't got one. Work on it. Glory to God. That's right. He, he, he just teaches you a lot, of, a lot of good things like that. I remember one day we was out in, in his, uh, his backyard. We was out in his backyard, and, and, and he said, uh, we went through this old gate. He had an old gate there, and he stopped at that old gate. He said, Brother Morton said, you, you see that old gate? I said, yeah, look here, I see it. He said, takes a long time to get a gate, and he just walked off and left me. He's walked on to house. And I stood, and I still remember what I was thinking. I looked at that gate, and I said, who wants that gate? I don't even want that gate. And so, then one day, we was out there. He said, see that fence? I said, yeah. He said, Takes a long time to get a fence, boy, and just walked off and left. Then there was another day. We were standing and looking up at his cement driveway. He said, see that driveway? Yeah, Brother Terry. He said, takes a long time to get a cement driveway. And then one day, we were sitting in the house. I still remember there was blue carpet. I remember because I was blue, and it was blue. Everything was blue. 
You got to understand, I was going through it. But, but, but before I got through, I was coming out of it. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember I was sitting there like this, and he was sitting over there like that. That's, that's right. He said, Brother Morton said, you see that carpet? By then I knew what he's going to say. I said, yeah. I said to myself, yeah, it takes a long time. He said, it takes a long time to get carpet on the floor. And then, you know what he told me? He said, let me tell you something. He said, takes a long time to get a gate. Takes a long time to get a cement driveway. Takes a long time to get a fence. Takes a long time to get carpet on the floor. He said, you're just a young man. And he said, you come here and you see this building that God's blessed me with and these saints that God's blessed me with and these buses that God's blessed me with and the, all this that God... And he said, you want it right now. He said, it takes a long time to get this. He said, let me tell you about people in the church I pastor. He said, I got young married couples that hadn't got this revelation. And he said, he said, you know what? He said, they both got jobs and, and a lot of them got two jobs apiece and said, they're not faithful to church like they ought to be. And they're, they're wearing their fingers to the bone because mama's got carpet and, and mama's got a, 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 a cement driveway and daddy's got a fence and a gate and they want all that right now. He said, Brother Morton, if they just relax and let it unfold. And he said, if they'd seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things would be added unto them. Hallelujah. All these things would be added unto them. Praise God. He said, but I got people backsliding, trying to get ahead. He said, if they just seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, God will take care of these things. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap here tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You want carpet on the floor. You want a cement driveway. You want a gate. But be faithful to Wednesday night. Be faithful to Sunday morning. Be faithful to Sunday night. Get in that prayer room. Win souls. Give your heart to this church. Pay your tithes. Be faithful. And I'm telling you, God will bless you beyond your wildest imagination. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, God does not want us to be worry warts. No. You know what Jesus said in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What he's actually saying there, he's actually saying, don't worry. That's what he said. He said, don't worry about your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink or nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not life more than meat and the body than raiment. He said, Behold the fowls there. He said, Look at that bird flying there. He said, They sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? He said, Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his statue? What he's saying there, Which of you by taking thought, by worrying is what he said, can add one cubit unto his statue? In other words, he was saying it doesn't do any good to worry. Some of you folks don't feel like you feel right unless you're worrying. You feel condemned unless you're worried. I just thought, oh, you know, I was raised up, and, and, and my mama, I'm still, I'm here saying it now. Oh, that just worries me. That just worries me. 
I'm determined I ain't saying that. Because I grew up worried. I was supposed to worry. That just worried me. You know what worry means? It means uh, to be unduly careful and anxious. It means to fret. It means to be troubled or uneasy. It means to feel distress in the mind. Worry produces fear. And the Bible said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Worry is a grave digger that has no sympathy. Worry is a robber of our faith and our peace and our joy. Worry should never be indulged in by the Pentecostals of Alexander. Worry should never be indulged in by the Pentecostals of Alexander. Praise God. Praise God. And you hear about the economy down here in, 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 in Louisiana? Well, I'll tell you, look around here. It don't look bad to me. I'm going to tell you, God takes care of His people. He does. God takes care of His uh, people. But we're talking about just, just letting it un unfold. You know, things don't just happen to the children of God. They're part of a wonderful plan. The troubles, the reverses, the sorrows, the rods are strokes of the Master's hand. When some dreaded accident strikes you a blow and you restlessly fret and demand, why try so hard the mystery to know? It's not just an accident, it's part of the Master's plan. Glory to God. You know, up in, like in San Francisco, California, you go up there sometimes and you see a lot of artists and they'll be painting pictures and so forth and so on. And you walk by and you look at this picture and it, it just don't look desirable. I mean, it's just got some, here's a piece of canvas and got a mark there and a mark there and a mark here and a mark there. And it just, you know, it, it just, it just don't look desirable. But after a while you may come by and it may be a beautiful finished picture of the Golden Gate Bridge. And you say, boy, that's beautiful. You see, in our life right now, we, we can't see the end. All we see is, is, is a canvas and, and some paint here and some paint there. But hey, God's not through with us yet. God's not through with us yet. Hey, everything's going to be all right. I said, everything's going to be all right. Praise God. Let's, 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 let's give God a chance. Then I, I found this one day in a, in a little booklet and I wrote it down. It says a little girl, eager and curious, picked several rosebuds from her mother's garden and tore them open to make them bloom. But, but her eagerness turned to disappointment when the flowers failed to respond to her efforts. Her mother explained that God has a time. God has a time for the roses to bloom. And they would have bloomed perfectly had she left them alone. How like some of us, weary with waiting for God, weary waiting for God, we tear at the wrappings of tomorrow and sometimes fall what would have bloomed naturally and beautifully had we only left it alone and been willing to wait? Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the Lord. 
Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Wait on the Lord. I'm telling you right here, while this service is going on, God is working in some lives. God is working in some hearts. God is working in some homes. Hey, I've pastored long enough to know I can come here and sit in this chair tonight and I can look out there and say, boy, this is a beautiful bunch of people. And it is. And I can say, boy, this is a perfect place. But I know sitting out there, there's folks that work on jobs. And you work with cussing, smutty folks that tell smutty, bad jokes. And you've got to put up with that. And, and, and it's a grind. And, and, and you come home and the paycheck ain't big enough. And, and, and the bills are tight. And, 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 but I'm telling you, God's here tonight. God, you know, you know, you know what? God didn't just, hey, there, there's many things that I could have preached tonight. That's right, there's many things. But I've got to feel inspired to preach what I, and I feel inspired. And when I feel inspired, I know it's the Holy Ghost. I know it's God. You understand? And so God brought you and I together tonight for such a time as this. God wants me to tell you, He loves you. He has His eye on you. He's taking care of things. If you'll just wait on Him, He's going to unfold your life. Your life's going to be beautiful. Everything's going to work out if you'll put your trust in Him. Praise. Oh, let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's love the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. There was another, there was another time when Brother Terry, now this was after I was pastoring too, and, and he called me. He said, Brother Morton, he said, this Brother Terry, well, I knew that. I, started, I should have said, have you been to the dump today, Elder? But he called me and he said, you know, Brother Morton, he said, I, I, I want to talk to you. He said, in fact, I want to read something to you. He said, you know what? Everybody don't like you. Oh, he just tells it like it is. He said, everybody don't like you. Elder, was you on the general board when he come and talk to the general board? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. He said, he said, Brother Morton, everybody don't like you. He said, but I won't tell you something. He said, let me read you something. He said, they drew a circle that shut me out. They called me a heretic, a rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had a wit to win. We drew a circle that took them in. He said, I want to tell you something as you go through life, Brother Morton. He said, you're going to run into people that don't like you. And they're going to draw a circle. And they're going to shut you out. He said, when they draw a circle and they put you on the outside of that circle, he said, I want you to draw a bigger circle and take them in. He said, spend the rest of your life going through life drawing big circles. Big circle. Big. He said, when they draw a circle and they shut you out, he said, you just, love and I had a wit to win. We drew a circle that took him in. Glory to God. That's it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Let's go through life drawing big circles. Nobody's going to shut me out. I'm not going to hate. No. Bitterness doesn't work. Hatred doesn't work. And I'm, But I'm going to tell you this. As you go through life, you're going to come to the gate of bitterness. And if you're not careful, oh, you'll come to it several times. If you're not careful, you'll go through it. You'll go through it. Don't go through that gate. Back up. 
going around it. Oh, yeah. Draw big circles. If somebody's giving you a hard time right now, if hate, if a root of bitterness is springing, hey, just, they're shutting you out. You're feeling sorry for yourself. Draw a big circle. Take them in. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love you more than you love me. You can hate me, but I'm going to love you. You can shut me out, but I'm going to love you. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Terry Gunn wrote a song. He said, I watched as the blossoms turned to flowers with the beauty that God alone can give. He cares enough to send the sunshine and the showers, and he cares as much about the way that I live. He said, I've tried many times to chart my pathway. In despair, I almost lost my way. But when I stopped and let the Lord guide my footsteps, my life unfolds. He leads me on day by day. Unfold my life like the flowers in the springtime. Lord, let your will bring the rain or the sunshine. Teach me to wait with patience until I see my life unfold in your will. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you, you don't know about the future. I say some of you, I don't even know about my future. But I know who holds the future. Praise God. But we can't get anxious about tomorrow. We, the Lord taught us to just live one day at a and just and just let it unfold. You know, I read this in the Reader's Digest one time. There was a teenage son, and he went blind. And uh, he, the father of the son, was asked. He said, "You, you, you, and your wife bear this so so calmly. How how can you do it?" And the father of the son said this. He said, "It seems to me that we have three choices our son our teenage son in his prime he went blind and we're not bitter number one we can curse life for doing this to us and we can look for some way to express our grief and our rage or number two we can grit our teeth and just endure or number three we can accept it he said the first alternative is useless the second is exhausting. He said the third is the only way. Just accept it. And then I'm adding these words and say that's just the way it unfolded. I'm telling you what, everybody here tonight, everybody here, everybody, 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 everybody can say, you know, there's been some things happening in my life. I don't understand it. But my attitude is, hmm, that's just the way it unfolded. Did you like it? No, didn't like it. Would you want to go through it again? No, I don't want to go through it again. But I can't help it. There's some things out of my control. That's just the way it unfolded. But I'm going to tell you something. God knows best. God knows best. We've got to learn uh, to, to trust Him and to lean on him, praise God, and to put our confidence in Him. The Apostle Paul said, that which cometh upon me 
daily, daily. You know what I'm talking about. You know the bills. You know, you know the, uh, the pressures, the pressures and, and, and the tire that blew out and, 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 and your baby's sick and, and everything caves in on you at once. But I'm telling you, God is there. God is there. And I'll tell you something, Brother Terry, uh, uh, he taught me something else. It was a day that we went to the church and this was many years ago and, and there used to be a pastor out behind his house, uh, the church there, and, and he had a horse out there. He'd keep a horse out there. And, uh, and there was an old, he had an old fashioned bathtub that he used for watering trough. He and I went around the corner one day and we went out there and that, 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 uh, somebody run a hose out there and that, that bathtub was just running over. Water was running everywhere. Running everywhere. And Brother Terry stood there. He said, you never know what he's going to say. He said, Brother Morton, look at that. Somebody turned the water on and they didn't turn it off. He said, ooh, I know who done that. He said, in fact, I can go find them right now. And he said, if I do, it's going to ruin their day. Yeah, he said, it's going to ruin their day. And he said, you know what? It's going to ruin their day. He said, it's such a silly thing to turn the water on and not turn it off. He said, if I ruin their day, you know what? It's going to ruin mine too. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to turn the water off. I'm just going to turn the water off. You know what? If we're not careful, we'll let something that's not important ruin our day. Hey, all this makes sense. You say, but you got all that from Brother Terry. Uh, that's right, I got all from Brother Terry, and I'm telling you about it now, because he may never get here. I'll tell you. And it's never a hundred percent. Now, now I'll tell you what you need to go home. You need to go home and, and 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 fix you a sign that says just let it unfold. Really? Now, you need to hang it someplace where you'll always see it, like on the refrigerator. You know, you'll always see it there. And, and you need to start practicing this philosophy. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you something. Remember, I've already told you, you'll never get 100%. Now, this is the way it'll be. You'll go home, you'll get excited. Boy, I'm just going to let it unfold. I'm going to be a different guy. I'm not going to kick the cat no more. I'm not going to grab at my wife. No, I'm not going to do that no more. And, and it'll go good for about five days. And, and I'm just gonna make up a story. And you'll come home, and you'll be walking up the drive. Look at that dent in the side of my car. And you're gonna go in that house, you're gonna say, woman, I don't know what that dent's doing inside that car. She said, what dent are you talking? Don't lie to me. I'm talking about folk Pentecostals, you know. Don't lie to me. I didn't, I didn't know this dinner. You come out here. You see that dinner. She's, honey, I didn't know that dinner was in that car. What happened? She went to the grocery store to get him some grub. To fix him some supper. And so while she was there, she was getting in and out on this side, putting grub. And somebody backed into it on this side. You know? When the attitude you ought to take is just, hmm. That's just. That's just the way it did it. Just the way it bumped. 
You understand? So it'll never be a, and, and you gotta work on this all time. Boy, there's times in my life when I really got, wait, 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 wait. Now let me, let me tell you, now we gotta balance this out here. We gotta balance this out. Now, now one of you little old boys, you may, uh, you may go, you may, you may, uh, okay, let's say that tomorrow, uh, the neighbor comes over and says, hey, I wanna tell you something. Said, your boy over there got in our garage and got a, uh, a bucket of red paint. And said, poured it all over my kid and all over my porch. And so here comes your boy stringing home in red paint. You know, hey, boy. And, and mama said, I'll tell you what, boy. No, mama, don't get so excited. Mama, mama, it's just way it unfolded. Don't worry about it. You know what the preacher said Wednesday night? And what you need to say, you don't step back and say, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, honey, that's just. No, you say, oh, that's right. And this is just the way it's fixing to unfold. Wop, 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 wop. Life's got to have a balance to it. I mean, you got to get mad sometime. Praise God. But, but, you know, really, we let water on the ground. Oh, I forgot. He said this. He said, he said, I'm just going to turn the water off. He said, why? Why should I be upset over water on the ground when the whole world is lying in wickedness and needs God? That's my number one concern. But we let, we let things get us off the track. We let things derail us. You know, it takes a long time to get a gate. Think about that. It really does. It, don't, 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 don't wear your fingers to the bone trying to get a gate. Just relax. Love God. Be faithful to church. Pay your tithe. Do what's right. And in time, God will add. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God will take care of it. And you know, we let, we let just water on the ground spoil our day. We let it ruin our life. When we need to learn to just let it unfold. Everybody say, just let it unfold. Say it again. Say it again. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, let's love the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's raise our hands and love the Lord. Glory to God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. You see, this message is not judgment. It's not... Uh, it's not mercy. It's not Acts 2.38. It's not the oneness of God. It's not holiness. It's just life. That's what I felt like talking about tonight is, is just life. I'm telling you, saints, don't feel bad about just this is life. This is life. This is life. It's only a tiny rosebud, a flower of God's design. But I cannot unfold the petals with these clumsy hands of mine. The secret of unfolding flowers is not known to such as I. The flower God opened so sweetly would in my hands fade and die. If I cannot unfold a rosebud, this flower of God's design, then how can I think I have wisdom to unfold this life of mine? So I'll trust in Him for His leading each moment of every day. 
and I'll look to Him for His guidance each step of the pilgrim way. For the pathway that lies before me, my heavenly Father knows. I'll trust Him to unfold the moments just as He unfolds the rose. Let's raise our hands and worship the Lord. Let's love the Lord. Glory to God. Let's draw, let's draw nigh to God right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm trusting to
Jesus is going to take us through. Jesus is going to take us through. Wasn't that a tremendous Bible study? Thank you, Brother Martin, for a very practical lesson. Thank you for a very practical Bible lesson. Help us get through life. We used to sing a song a long time ago. It said, He's never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. Everywhere I go, I want the world to know Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Folks, has he ever let you down? Has there ever been a time he's failed you? He's never failed me yet. Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. Yes, everywhere. Bible study up. Let's baptize Mary. Bring your two ladies with you. Let's baptize them. He's never failed me yet. I need our baptismal folks up there, please. Isn't this fantastic? Baptizing this young man in Jesus' name tonight. Baptizing those two brand new ladies tonight in Jesus' name. He's never Christ has never failed me yet. Yes, everywhere I go, I want the world to know that Jesus Christ has never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. Never, never failed me yet. Never, Jesus Christ has never failed me Everywhere I go, I want the world to know. That's all we got to do is just lean on Jesus. Amen? Let me know somebody you're going to bring to church with you Sunday. Raise That's your hand. You're going to work on it? We got to have somebody here. here. Brother Martin, Buster. We've got to have them here. Thank you again, Brother Martin, for a great Bible study. Six to nine in the morning. He'll pray that prayer shift. There it is over there, Sister Karen. Please come sign it. That's here at the church. Don't forget that. Twelve to three tomorrow afternoon. Don't anyone move yet, please, till we get these 12 to 3 tomorrow afternoon. We'll pray that shift. Come on, quickly, give me a hand. 12 to 3 tomorrow. There it is, Sister Cindy. Thank you. Folks, don't let all these new converts take the prayer shifts. 3 to 6 tomorrow afternoon. He'll take that. There it is. Thank you. Come sign it, Sister Dawn. Safe and secure. 6 to 9. Six to nine tomorrow. Thank you. Come sign it, please, Sister Paul. Nine to midnight tomorrow night. There it is. Thank you. Come sign it. Great. Three to six Friday afternoon.